Happy Christmas, Happy New Year, welcome to 2021. I'm your host Nathan Judah, I'm delighted to be joined by Warsaw reporter extraordinaire, it's Mr Liam Keane. Liam, it's been it's been far too long mate, I've, I've missed the Banks as of, as of late and uh, so it's good to... <laughs> Good to get back uh, back on the horse, um, even if it's the, in the form of a of a little podcast, mate. Well, the only time you tend to see me nowadays is, uh, you know, we're another club beginning with W. Well, I was uh, I wasn't going to mention it, mate. I wasn't going to mention it, but you know, twenty twenty one. Everybody looking forward to the first game of the new year with their, know. you know, with their favourite Wolves reporter of all time, and, and you book her off to bloody Brighton Wolves. What's going on? What is Joe Massey coming back? Is he? Well, exactly. I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice, mate. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, no, um, well, yeah, well, I mean, come on. In all fairness to the Warsaw fans, they they were pretty good with me. Um, but you know, if I if I get told, you get cocky, if you get complacent, if, if you want to no, go no, Premier no, League, I, I know you're an ambitious young lad, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> don't don't get ahead of yourself too early. If I get told where to go, if they they say Liam, no, I'm trying to think of the phrase it. They say jump, I say how high. That's all it is. I'm, I'm just I'm a company man. You um, are, mate. You are. I get told. I get told what to, where to go, what to do, and I have to follow. Follow suit. It, it was. It was always a shame to miss a Warsaw game, particularly first, first of the year, and then, uh, and then also every time I happen to not be there, it's not a good result. No, and then you've got like a four and a half month break now until the next game as well. So you know, it's uh, it, 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 it's it's disappointing all around. Uh, how was your, how was your Christmas, mate? How was your New Year? What did you do in the um, in the confined situation that we're all in at this moment in time? And obviously, it's got a lot worse since then. Uh, everybody's struggling. I can completely understand it, and uh, hopefully we can provide forty-five, fifty minutes of a, a little bit of light relief for for you guys, uh, Super Saddlers fans. What what did you do? Did you um did Santa arrive for you, mate? Did uh, did you see the new year in in a in a drunken in a, in a, in a drunken mess? <laughs> no, neither of those things. Oh. Um, well, Santa no, didn't no, come. Well, didn't leave you. No, didn't, you well, no, didn't leave no, you a no, note. He did. He did. Um, see, I. I I got. It's funny. It probably took me a few years longer than it should have done. But I actually got to the point in the last year or two where I've sort of said to the Santa, Santa's not real. You realised, yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah. Said, um, you know, I don't. I don't need. I don't need people going out of their way to get loads of things. Just get like one or two little things. And okay. I'm, you know, I'm happy. You know. I, you know. I don't need things in life. I'm. I'm happy as I am. You've, you've um, got enough beautiful so you know coats, what, like, mate. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I got. Um, so now I've got some new gloves. For the Warsaw games, got, fingerless. Uh, no, no, no. They're really thick fingered ones that I now can't really type properly. In. Oh, mate, <laughs> so, I don't want to be reading your first letter. It's QWERTY in your match report. <laughs> it's, it's gone well. <laughs> um, I, I got a, a really, really exciting aspect of my life and personality that I might not have put out there. I know I got a nice World War Two book that I'm going to read through at some point. A World War Two uh, book? I didn't know you. Were. I didn't put you down as the historian type. See, I, I'm more of all. I'm always been really interested in it. I did like history at A level and stuff like that. But well, I'm, just uh, World War Two. You weren't interested in in World War One. Just the World no, War no, II. no wars in general. Um, particularly the first two, the the, the the World Wars. But um, I'm not. I'm not like a historian. I I couldn't pull out any nice facts for you now. I just mm. in general like um, just just like you know reading about it and stuff like that. And I don't really. I haven't really read about it too much. And I think I just happened to be looking at this book. My mum saw me looking at it uh, in, the, in the shop and she went and picked it up for me. It's very nice of her. So, uh, I mean, Santa, sorry, Santa went and picked Santa, it up for me. Santa, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, yes, uh, it's D Day in the Battle for Europe. So, I'll be tucking into that at some point soon. It'll be very exciting. Excellent, mate. Well, while, you're, so doing boring, that, st- <laughs> while, you're, while you're doing that, I'm stuck on page 11 of Where's Wally, mate? Or Where's Waldo in, in Europe? <laughs> exactly. It's on the Sphinxes. It's, it's a nightmare to find a lad. 
and uh, unfortunately, New Year was uh, was pretty quiet. I mean, I, I was in work at nine o'clock on uh, on New Year's Day, <laughs> half day by by all accounts, half day. But it was I had I think I had about six beers, and you know I was you know that, that was enough. No tequila, mate. I, I was it was tequila in, in oh, Shade Judah. Oh no, not for me. That's, that's one of the worst. I really can't handle it. Don't like tequila. Yes, I, you say that, Liam, but. Um, but the tequila that we drink is like, you think of the tequila, you know, when you're going back in your old student days and you're going back and it's triples for singles and, and you're in your student lifestyle and, and, you, and you have the tequila and it's that disgusting shot and you smell it and it goes up your nose and you go, oh, oh that, that's not that's not tequila, mate. That's not proper tequila. Proper tequila. And yes, you have to pay a pretty penny for it, but proper tequila <laughs> does, not even, does not even taste anything like what you would think tequila tastes like it's almost like water you can't even smell it it's so pure and delicious and low calorie that um it's something that i think you need to retry but maybe when you're with me maybe when we're doing uh maybe i don't know well what london clubs are there in in in, in league two where can we go uh or nearish well, london the closest is probably either Crawley or Southend. Okay, mate. So South, Lane after or- South... No, Lane Orion, actually. Lane, Lane Orion. Orion. Okay, so, now, so after Lane Orion away, mate, whenever that may be, or, or um, we'll, we'll go to... Um, I'll take you to Nobu, mate. We'll go for some sushi. Um, you'll have to dress up a little bit, though. I can't have the clubber that you normally get in because we won't get through whoa, the door. Whoa, 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 we'll go whoa, in. I've we'll sit some, down. We'll go in the lounge. We'll go in the lounge. Not not the restaurant bit upstairs. We'll take you to the lounge because that's a bit more bougie. Um, and, and I'll get you some proper tequila, mate, uh, with to go with your sushi, and you'll absolutely love it. I guarantee it. I'm going to hold you to that. And it's funny that I've actually relatively recently got into sushi. Ah, good man, good man. Uh, the healthy way really forward. Before, I, I love it now. Although mate. saying that, I'm picking up like the two pound fifty little ones from Tesco and the mm-hmm. noodles and stuff like that. So it's not yeah, quite, debatable, it's... debatable whether that's called sushi or not. But that's fine. <laughs> it's it, nice, you, you've got to start somewhere, mate. You've got to start somewhere. But, but uh, I did have some very nice sushi in St Ives in the summer. Nice. Um, a nice little, uh, a nice little restaurant right on the uh, on the water on the seafront. Gorgeous, Very lovely. Nice. And and are you into your health kick as well? I mean, I know you like your oh yeah, you like your training. But I mean, I've put on like seven or eight pounds, mate, over over um, going away to. Thank God, I got away for a, a week to lovely Saint Lucia just before Christmas, and then uh, and then just Christmas and New Year and not training and not going on. It's like <laughs> went on the scales. On the third of January, I was like, "Oh my, you're a disgusting animal. You're a disgusting bee. Look at yourself in the mirror. You do all the, you do all the front on side on. And you're like, oh no, this isn't looking good at any kind of angle. So uh, back on the roads, mate, for me. You got to run for me. You got to run. You got to get on the yeah, road and I'm run. Back on it. Monday and Tuesday, uh, I did five k's back to back. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm back. Although right now I'm struggling. I, I actually struggled to walk down the stairs this morning. Uh, my legs are aching that bad. I was like an old man. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I'm back on it. I'm fully back on the on the on the on the regime. Uh, my fitness pal, I've got all my oh, sorted, my food, everything, everything's getting logged. Um, back on it with exercise every day. I've, I mean, I've shifted two pounds in two days already. So good lad, well. smashing it. Um, are you a, are you a supplement kind of guy? Do you have do you have any old supplements in your in your uh, vitamins? I do. Um, I don't go too crazy on it. I do. I do these like. Um, these oats that I have in them, not every morning, but occasionally that I put some protein powder in. Mm. Um, and then I, I, t- I tend to have um, like protein snacks more than anything. So I'll have uh, protein bars, uh, protein cookies, things like that. I think anything that's low sugar, high protein, I just I have them as snacks. So things that sort of replicate <laughs> sweet 
treats that I like but aren't quite the same. So that'll do me. So you're not you're not smashing. I, I'm smashing sixteen pills in the morning. Actually, I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or not. Uh, oh no, I'm not a pill man. No, I vi- stay away. Vitamin from C, vitamin D. Um, I've got I've got two fish oils with a star. I've got uh, three pills of turmeric. I've got six pills of of collagen. Um, all sorts, mate. Trying to sort myself I probably out. Should have t- I probably should take a few, maybe one or two, maybe. Maybe you should take a multivitamin, mate. Maybe you start with a multivitamin. I'll get you a men's health multivitamin, mate. Next time we're at the banks, is. Oh, you are good to me. Uh, right, next time we're at the banks, is mate. Uh, the one player who definitely won't be there. Uh, breaking news uh, coming out, which I'm sure you've heard at this moment in time, uh, is, is that Jake Scrimshaw has returned to Bournemouth, mate. Which is, um, well, I guess a bit of a blow for for Dowell Clark. Yeah, um, his loan expired um, last couple of days. Um, Daryl has been very open and clear to say that he wants to keep him, uh, without doubt, wants to keep him. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, for what, one reason or another, he's not coming back. Um, now, I, I, would, I would caveat by this, that saying there is a, a long time till the end of January, perhaps um, Warsaw aren't giving up on it, but that, mm. that's, me spe- that's me speculating. But, as it stands, uh, he's going back to Bournemouth. Um, and whether that means he's going out on loan somewhere else, perhaps a, a League One club might be looking at him, I don't know. Um, or or perhaps Bournemouth want to give him a go. Uh, uh, they might be losing one or two of their, their players. Perhaps he's going to be there in and around the first team. At the moment, it's up in the air um, for him. But in terms of a Warsaw point of view, they're, they're one they're forward down. And I think that takes um, that, that puts another emphasis again on what they need to do what they need to do this month. Uh, they were already targeting a couple, um, a couple of signings that were more than likely going to be free loans again because of the financial situation. Um, he was a free loan. Bournemouth were paying his wages. Yeah. Uh, and and they're going to need, uh, they're going to need. A, I I I would argue a striker now to replace him. And then on top of what they were already looking at with Rory Holden, for example, being out. So uh, it makes Walsall's job harder um, for certain. A player that had settled in had done well. Um, that Daryl liked, uh, got on with the group well, um, and now they've got to replicate that with a totally new face if they can't if they can't bring him back. Um, but I, I, I would uh, obviously I'm speculating on the side whether Walsall might might try and uh, keep going with it. But you'd imagine that if if he was going to stay, it'd, it'd have been done by now. So it's not yeah, it's good. a shame really because I, I like Scrimshaw and I, I did think that uh, especially like you say with the situation that's happening. And we'll come on to that in a bit, uh, Liam, about, uh, and, and talk a bit more about January and, and obviously the injuries, that, that he would have been kind of an important part, I think, uh, going for the second half of the season. And uh, yeah, it's a shame because I, I, I think he's got a little bit as a lad. I'm not saying that he might make it as a, as a player in the Championship or Premier League, but uh, I think that he's definitely got a decent career ahead of him. Uh, and and you forget how young he is. He might, might look a bit older than uh, than twenty odd, but uh, he definitely uh, he definitely got a little bit. So yeah, that's a shame. But we wish him well. And uh, I think he, yes, I think he did pretty. Yeah. I think he didn't let, let, let Walsall down when he came, and I think he had some decent performances. Um, luckily, I'm going to say as well. Actually, uh, they uh, agreed on that. He took a little bit of time to settle in. Mm. He played a bit of our position at times as well. But he, there was there were several games where he, he did well, and obviously the Port Vale one springs to mind as the, sure. as the big one. But um, it was hit. hit the first interview I did with him, which I think was the Cheltenham away game, which um, was unlucky for him in the fact that it was Horsell's worst performance of the season by a long chalk. And um, it, it wasn't the best interview, to say the least. But then we spoke to him again after the Port Vale game. And it was one of my it was one of my favourite 
post-match player interviews I've done really because he was brilliant uh, to talk to um, and uh, and the fact that he, his dream had come true in terms of scoring goals on a, on a professional uh, football league stage it's um, yeah it was uh, it was really good so yeah uh, from my point of view I wish him all the best it's a shame Walsall couldn't keep hold of him I think it was in everyone's interest really for him to stay because he was getting games he was sure. in first team football but yeah, Warsaw's job is now to, to replace him, and uh, I'm sure Dad was working hard on it. Yeah, and it makes me think that, that he's either going to be, you know, back up for Warsaw, uh, like Josh King's obviously been linked with a move to the Premier League, or or that he's the, he's going somewhere else and probably getting some money for him, as is as is the case, and it's you know, unfortunate, but that's just the that's just the way that, that League Two clubs have got to operate, and I think most League League Two clubs they can't argue with it and they can't pay, um, you know, proportion of the wages, and that's that's just how it is at this moment in time, especially in this. This current financial climate. I think the last time we did the, the podcast, uh, Liam or Luke, Luke did it last time on the back of absolutely bouncing the Super Sellers, bouncing mate, um, all the way to the playoffs, and then since then three defeats: Salford two nil, Scunny two one, Carlisle two nil. What's going on, mate? What, what what's happening? They they love a little run, whether it's good or bad, don't they? Walsall this season. Yeah, um, <laughs> Walsall are. I've said this before in the past as well. Warsaw are a, a better streaky. Team. Yeah, that's the word streaky. I'm trying to think of the way to describe it. Um, so, and that's the problem because the consistency is the key. Sure. Um, is, is the key word. Uh, it's been a key word for a long time, actually. Under under, under Daryl, it's something he's been striving for. Um, so, it they go on these this four game winning run. Mm. They put themselves in a great position. And then a few very lax performances put them in, in what is still a decent position, but it could be so much better. Sure, sure. Um, we could be talking about a Warsaw team that are on on the fringes of, of automatic. Automatic, um, yeah. Had they, had they kept the consistent run-up? Um, I think injuries haven't helped. Uh, obviously, Josh Gordon was out for a while. Um and then, obviously, with Rory Holden now. So, uh, Dowell doesn't want to use injuries as an excuse. So I can understand it. But it, it, there is definitely a, a caveat to that. When you've got a small squad, um, it, you have to take that into account that it's going to make a, a big difference. Um, obviously, I didn't see the game um, on Saturday. By all accounts, it was it was up there with one of the worst. I think Dowell described it as, um, as that and the Cheltenham game was the top two. And I was there for the Cheltenham game and it was... Pretty poor, um, mm. to say the least. So, um, I think they're the break they've got a lot now of possession was... in games, Lee. They're having a lot of possession, but they're not doing masses with it, are they? I mean, I think uh, I think in the in the Carlisle game they had nearly 60 percent, I think, of the possession, over sixty percent of the possession. But you know, well beaten really on the day. I don't know, Carlisle a good side. To be fair, yeah, Carlisle are doing well. They're a good side, um, which is interesting because last year they weren't a particularly good side, and they and and, and they. Chris Beach has, has, has built a side there over a couple of seasons. Um, saying that, last season they did do the double over Warsaw, uh, which is typical. But um, I think there's a few examples of teams that are that are taking the time with a, with a manager and a team and building something with it. Warsaw are, are on that path and doing that. Um, and they're still within touching distance of, of the top seven at the moment. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um Three losses on the row is never good, uh, and there's some tough games coming up. Oldham, who obviously also beat in a tough game away a few weeks back, 
Uh, Port Vale coming up soon, who have just sacked their manager. Um, Morecambe, who are doing well this season, uh, perhaps surprisingly to a lot of people. So there's no, although they have a bit of a rest now, there's no rest in terms of the, the how tough the fixtures are and how quickly they're going to come once they start back up again uh, after this weekend. So um, talking about that rest, it's, I, I, I think it's probably could come at a good time. Yeah, uh, Daryl seemed to think the same as well, actually, which I was a bit surprised at because I think he normally likes to go straight back into a game. But I think they needed they needed an opportunity to step back and and evaluate what was going on um, because I think in some ways the hole in injuries probably sent a few shockwaves through the squad. I mean, he's a massive, massive player for them. It can't be it can't be denied, um, and they've got no other player like him in that squad mm-hmm. that does what he does, uh, has the same has the same skill set that he has. Um, and they've got other players that need to step up to the plate now. Yeah, yeah, they they do. But if they're going to have players step up to the plate, they've got and, and they're going to they're going to contend and they're going to try and you know be in this playoff mix come the end of the season or at least for the last few games to to really give themselves a chance. And, and you know you never know better. You just don't know. How. Hopefully that streak is uh, goes on the on the upturn pretty soon. They've got to start games better, Liam, and they've got to stop conceding uh, this first goal because you know whether they were winning or not. They'd love to concede. You probably know the stats. So countless times this season, they continue doing that and shooting themselves in the foot. And it's just, it's so much, so difficult to get back into a game, you know, let alone win a game uh, when you do concede the first goal in what is a tight league. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to keep repeating cliches that managers, including Darrell, always say in terms of fine margins, but that is, the, that is true in League Two, that many teams or any team can beat any other team on their day. Um, after the Salford game, Boxing Day, um, I, I remember talking to, uh, I think it was Hayden White about it uh, after the game, that Warsaw had recovered 14 points from losing positions up until that. Well, obviously, they lost that game, so that's mm-hmm. relevant. But they they recovered 14 points from losing positions. Um, and although there's, the, there's a very positive aspect of that, which we've spoken about um in terms of the character and the, and the team coming back, um, they then went on to concede the first goal against uh, against Scunthorpe, lost that game. Did the same against again with Carlisle, obviously lost that. Um, so it, there's a trend there that can't that can't carry on. Um, and it's funny; it, it was almost like we saw it coming because I, I remember speaking on here about in the period a few months ago when Warsaw were were drawing games. Uh, constantly, and they were in that rut of constantly drawing games, not picking up any wins, um, and they were conceding quite regularly in that time um, first, and uh, and coming back, um, and it, it's almost it, it's 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 been a pattern that's been throughout their their results, and had there's a few of those there's a few of those games that they should have won perhaps as well. Obviously, there is the positive aspect of that, but it's it's a, it's something that can't carry on because they're almost not coming alive in mm. games and, mm. until they're forced to. Um, and I said that several times as well. There, there was times where they, they started slowly, conceded, and then sort of picked up and, and went on and got a result um, in, in those draws. So um, they're making they're giving themselves a mountain to climb so early on uh, and making life more difficult for themselves than it needs to be. Now, they're not going to not concede first in every single game between now and the end of the season. Um, but it's a worrying trend that it happens so regularly. Um, Do you think they always need a go- to go a goal down to get themselves g'd up and to get and to get themselves playing? Like. But why? Why? Why is that? That that that's surely not not good. And there must be something meant 
mental, mental mentality wise when when they're coming out that they're not getting them that they're not on the front foot and they're really pushing because it's, I mean you see it all over football don't get me wrong that a team starts playing when they're one nil down but it must be so frustrating especially with the squad and a team that Warsaw that are that are one of the better ones in league two they should be the ones on the front foot and really dictating in in, in the game. Yeah, I, I think for me it's more of a concentration mm-hmm. issue. I think I think they 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 have tendencies to start slow um and they i don't know whether i'm reading too much into it when i say this but there is it seems to me there is a lot of emphasis placed on daryl's g'ing up of the team before a game because there's been several games where if he's if he's on the and i'm not saying that he's not up for a, another game because i know he always is but there's there are certain games where he's screaming for a press sure. in the first five, ten, fifteen seconds, and and that carries on for the opening minutes. Uh, and there's other times where he's, he he doesn't do it for a little bit and, and, and does it maybe perhaps later in the game. Uh, I, I imagine it's a tactical thing. It depends on on, on the opposition. Um, it almost seems to me like the team reacts better when he when he is doing it, um, because particularly with no fans there, he's the only person you can hear in the, in the whole stadium. So um, I I think there's a for me, that's the way it seems anyway. There's a pattern in that they start quicker when basically they're being screamed at. Um, now, I think that's I think it's a concentration thing in, in that sense, in that they're, that they're just not on it straight away, which they need to be. Because um, this squad is capable of doing better than they are. Um, but they're fortunate in the fact that they've lost three. And, and as I keep saying, they're only four points off the top seven still. Uh, because of the sort of platform they gave themselves with the, with the results earlier, so um, that's where that that's how it seems to me. Uh, it's certainly something I'm gonna 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 put to another player the next time we get a chance. I've put to it a few players, and they don't. It hasn't really been a a talking point really. They just say it's neither here nor there. So it'd be interesting to see what some of the others think. With this uh, with this break, Liam, uh, fitness wise, is there anyone who you think is going to benefit from it coming back? Uh, of course, we're not going to see Rory Holden for a while, unfortunately, which is a massive, massive blow for Walsall as well to add to, to you know, Scrimshaw leaving and a couple of others. But um, but it, will this two-week break work well time-wise for anyone else who you think either, you know, is still, I mean, someone like, even like Josh Gordon, you know, trying to, to get back to 100%. I don't think we've seen him absolutely 100% yet, but is there anyone else who you think that the time might, might help out? Yes, I think the big one for that, it seems like it's going to help out Zach Jules the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, there's setbacks behind the scenes you might not see, or they might come back quicker, but it seems like it's going to help him the most. Um, so obviously, George Nurse did come back in the last few weeks and is sort of getting back to, to fitness. He Darryl said he was feeling it slightly um, after after he came back, his, his tendon issue, but he, he's basically just going to get fitness in, in training back up but um but for Jules who, who's been out for a few weeks now um we've been told he's not far away from coming back so this two weeks should give him a, a more of a prolonged period of time to knuckle down in in training because he, he was back in um for for training a couple of weeks ago uh so so hopefully he won't be too long there Cockrell Mollet they're hoping to get back in training within the, uh, the next week or so as well um but yeah as you rightly say as well so they're all actual injuries that should be getting uh, closer. Um, but you're right as well when you say that with Josh Gordon, he uh, obviously is a very good player. Uh, hasn't quite been at it for me. No. Um, he, he admitted this in his first game back against Stevenage when he scored the penalty. He admitted this after the game that it, he, he's still he's going to take a little bit of time to sort of go full throttle into tackles and things like that. 
Um, and it, to me, he does seem a little bit tentative still because of the injury, and that's understandable. It's going to play on your mind a little bit when you go into a tackle that you don't want it to happen again or anything worse. Um, but for me, he's not he's not quite been at it. Um, but if I'm honest, I think it goes the other way. I think had there not been a break, it would have been better for him, really. Sure. Um, because I think he need I think he just needs games. I think he just needs to carry on playing, get that confidence back um, in terms of in terms of going into tackles and, and and in front of goal and everything. So um, yeah, I think it would have gone the other way. I don't think it would necessarily do him harm not being there, but I think it would have been better for him to to not have the break. Similar with George Nurse, he said that uh, to me um, after the game when he came back that it probably come at a bad time really because he he, he just, he's had enough time on the sidelines. He just wants to play. So. Um, they should be in better health, uh, unless there's any obviously freak accidents and injury uh, in in training like like happened with Rory Holden, um, God forbid. But otherwise, they should be in uh, sort of better health. Uh, the squad once they come back. So um, let's have a look. What day is it today? January the sixth day. So we've got what twenty five days till February the first at eleven o'clock. Liam, are we expecting? Um, are we expecting me and you to be working at ten fifty nine and you scrambling? To get uh, certain deals and, and and comment from from Walsall, is it is it one of those again? Is that just the nature of the beast these days, or do you think that that they may hopefully get a few players in one or two, or oh, dare I say even three players in um, <laughs> uh, any time before that to help to help out for the for the rest of January? So yeah, um, they're, they're obviously aiming for that. Um, there's the way it's been worded to me, speaking to Chairman Lee Pomlet, um that is that there, there is money of uh, of some degree there, but it's okay. under very very tight restrictions. Um, loan. This is down, all loans, are they? You think though? Or could there be? Some you, oh yeah, you, yeah. I, I would imagine so. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be very surprised. Uh, I mean, unless there was a, a free agent that was that was available, but the amount of free agents that are going to be available of 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 the quality they need at this point of the season is unlikely. I'd say. Um, so in in terms of loans, um, but Dowell, he's been very very keen to make it clear that because of obviously the financial situation, redundancies, pay cuts, things like that that have happened over the last six seven months, that he uh, almost would prefer free loans because it it doesn't contradict what they've had to do with with redundancies and things like that. And although I think fans need to understand the the difference between the business and the the, the playing side. There is a there is a, a difference in, in in not necessarily how it's run, but in, in budgets and things like that. So, um, it's more likely to be free loans, um, certainly. Um, but there is there is a little bit of room to work with, and uh, and and if there's someone they can get in that makes financial sense, then then they will. But um, we we have to remember as well that in the past and under Lee Pomlet as well, the Warsaw are, are a, a, a tight ship. They they run well. Um, they run. But they but they run, in in the sense that they're not going to put themselves in financial trouble, uh, least of all at a time when money's tight because of the coronavirus situation. So, uh, free loans would be the most likely. Um, and I imagine Dad was spoke about his contacts down south and obviously with Bristol Rovers, Bournemouth, where you've got Scrimshaw. Um, I would imagine you you might see some action coming from down there again. Um, but what they're going to need is they're going to need a striker to replace Scrimshaw. They're going to need. A some sort of attacking midfielder slash winger to replace Holden, um, and then potentially another sort of forward-thinking player um, 
as a, as a third option. But the, the, the first two are going to be are going to be crucial. Um, I get, I get. They've got to be, got to be cautious, and I completely understand that. In the, in the current climate, of course, it would be folly to, to splash the cash. Not that Warsaw would ever splash the cash, you know. But, um, is it kind of stick or twist now? It's a strange season, Liam. I mean, we've said about, you know, that they're still, still in with a shout here of, of promotion to, to mm. League One this season. Um, look, they're eleventh, okay, and and it's a. It's a strange season where a lot of other clubs that maybe could have strengthened will will not strengthen. Can they? Could they? But we've, and we've talked about Dower Clark having this second season with the majority of the squad and that they're in a better position than a lot of other clubs in um, you know in League Two. The five points of fourth, Liam. They're also five points off seventeenth. Mm. Um, is it one of those where you might look and say, "Can we push it a tiny bit? Can we?" Can we can we try and just stretch ourselves slightly because we've got a decent chance here? Or is there a real is there a genuine belief in this squad? I guess is the question I'm going to ask you. Is there a, we talk about promotion? Is there a genuine belief in Daryl Clark, in Lee Pomlet, Stefan Gamble that Warsaw could get promoted this season and have, have got a good chance of getting promoted this season? Or is it is it more? Well, we've got a chance, and let's see where we are. And fingers crossed, we are. What's the ambition? Is there is there a real drive to to get into League One this season? And let's really go for it. Let's push every single boundary we can. Or is it a let's hope, let's see where we are, let's try our best, and then maybe in the last few games we can really push for it. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I was I was going to say exactly what you said there. It comes down to whether you believe this squad has got enough in it. Uh, with one or two free loan additions, got enough in it to to challenge. Um, Daryl Clark and Lee Pomlet have both said to me on record they do think this squad has enough. Um, obviously, they're always going to want tweaks in the window. It's the way Daryl phrases it. Um, but they do think there's enough there. Um, they're not happy with one or two players. Uh, no names been given, but I, I could give a few names myself that I, I, would, I would say, in my own opinion, haven't done enough. Uh, Emmanuel Sadebi being one, I think he's mm-hmm. got. I think he's got enough talent to do well at this level, to do well for Warsaw. And I don't think he's doing enough at the moment. Um, yeah. That what, I think one or two players potentially. I think Danny Guthrie is a very, is a very good technical footballer, very very experienced. The one or two games he's come in recently, because Alfie Bates has been keeping him out of the squad for quite mm-hmm. a while, but the one or two mm-hmm. games he's come in recently, I've not been impressed. Um, so there are players there that are, that are capable of doing more and showing more than what they are currently. Yeah. Um, and that's where that's where it falls down to. Um, but it will always fall down to this as well: in, is that Warsaw will not jeopardise financial security for bringing one or two big name players, expensive players in, because they think there's an, one because they think there's enough there as it is. So they just need, they need a few additions because of injuries and things like that and a few fresh faces but two because it, it's not worth putting the club in trouble for now yeah. fans fans might not, not like to hear that but that's the way Warsaw's been run for a long time in all fairness um, and I err on the side of caution as well in that the Warsaw want to put themselves in a position where if they don't go up there going to be looking over their shoulder in the summer, losing players, financially going to be in the doldrums. It's probably not worth it because they're they're trying to build something with a few young players coming through as well. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I, if, if I'm honest, for me, I think there is there is a, a core that is capable of getting up. I think the, the depth in the squad uh, is is a little bit shaky. Um, so with with a few additions, I think that mm-hmm. I think it's possible. So I I, I want more on the side of um, if they're capable of doing it. Whether they will do it is another question. I think the, the people at the club there are confident they can do it. They, they, they just need the extra push with one or two loans in. Yeah, and I know we're kind of answering a, a few of the questions they're asking about January. So hopefully, when we come on to the questions in, in, a, in, a, in a short while, this, this, will, this will take up a, hopefully a, uh, quite a few people's answers they're looking for. But, you know, you talk about loans and, and, and potential Premier League you know, or championship clubs and, and that we might have to wait and see, see the trickle-down effect, which is completely understandable, and they might get one or two. But with the situation at the moment, Liam, with... I'm not saying using coronavirus to, to your advantage, that, that's, that's, that's not correct, but you know you go the other way and you go into non-league and you look at clubs who are massively struggling, not, not just to, you know, but to keep afloat really and, and to keep into business. Could, could Walsall not potentially look at two or three stars in that league and tap into that and, and, and maybe those clubs without fans and without anything that's going on you know, might be susceptible to to an approach for a player, you know, even if it's a, a guarantee X, Y, and Z money, you know, if they get to the playoffs or if they get in promotion and taking them that way, you know, going the other way and going, going into the, into the lower leagues rather than looking at the, you know, the top couple. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely a good point because at this time last year, we were talking, obviously way before the coronavirus stuff happened, we were talking about um, Josh March uh, coming from Leamington striker, um, Deal uh, was agreed between Warsaw and Leamington, um, mm-hmm. as well as with with a couple other clubs, and he chose to go to Forest Green instead. Yeah, um, barely even played this season. Has now gone on loan to Harrogate. Um, so there is there is an eye towards that market in that there is there is players you can get there. Uh, I think you hinted at it there is that it's more likely in that market that it's going to be a permanent deal mm-hmm. rather than loans, um, which which would potentially make it more unlikely um, sure. for Warsaw to be dipping into it. So. Um, and also, I've asked this of Daryl in the past. I think this time last year, I asked something very similar about um, look at some of the big clubs on Warsaw's doorstep. Um, you've got Wolves, Aston mm-hmm. Villa, West Brom, mm-hmm. Birmingham. There's plenty of youngsters there, uh, plenty even that are coming on to 19, 20, 21, 22. You probably even have one or two 23 year olds in there that aren't really getting played. Um, that although they might not have as much experience as, as you want, um, could be viable options. Uh, and as, as I said, I've asked Daryl something similar to this this time last year, and his viewpoint is that he's he's not particularly keen on taking um, young players who haven't had experience elsewhere already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that's something he, he, he wants to stick by. Um, how, however, obviously with the coronavirus situation, that his hand might be forced in that in that sense that he might have to take someone who hasn't been on loan somewhere. But um but Aidan George, for example, came in from Birmingham and didn't get played and yeah. got sent back. So um so there's there is a there's a market uh, aside from the uh going sort of further down into non league, there is a market there with championship Premier League clubs with, with youngsters that need experience. They've seen already a player like Scrimshaw come in and, and Get games fitting well. Uh, it's no guarantee it will happen with another player, but uh, I think it's a for a club that can afford perhaps to pay the wages and send mm-hmm. him to a club like Warsaw. It's got to be attractive to get give a player experience. 
Um, so I would say that that's the more likely route. Um, the issue is that with Rory Holden being out, uh, Daryl has said this on, on record as well, that he wants to get a player of, of similar ilk to, to Rory, um, so similar style, essentially. That's going to be very difficult um, because he's he's a, he's a very tricky uh, player, got a good eye for a pass, good on the ball, left-footed, uh, good good sort of set-piece delivery. Uh, it's not going to be easy to get a player that is anywhere near as good as him uh, on loan. Now, there will be players out there, um, but it's not going to be easy, uh, particularly on a free. So um, that's going to be crucial for me, even, even more crucial than replacing the scrimshaw because obviously they have a player like Keenan Lavery, who's been on the bench as a striker who hasn't actually played too much recently and, and, and is a good striker at this level. So that would be that would be key. Yeah, I saw... Um... I'm not. I'm not saying that this is a. You, you talk about it's interesting. You talk about you know a bit local side. I saw Taylor Perry got recalled by Wolves today from Grimsby, who, who played against Walsall actually, in, I think a game that I was at earlier on in the season was it. Yes. One, was it one nil win for for Walsall? It was the first, it was a terrible first game. league game of the season. Yeah, one nil. Terrible, terrible game. I, I mean, he wasn't in the squad. I think the last four or five games. Now Holloway's left there now. Um, and look, you know, might not be. I thought. I, I think he's a good player. I think he had a good game actually against Walsall. So. You know, th- mm. these kind of plays are about Liam and I'm not, you're not saying that these are going to be the guys who are going to come in and, and replace a Rory Holden or a Scrimshaw but, you know, if you are if you can add a little bit of experience, a little bit of quality and then you can back it up with one or two exciting prospects and youngsters to come in through just to pad out that squad, you know, on, on no wages, then then that's definitely something that could be attractive. Yes, totally. Uh, I take your, your point about, I think Perry as a player specifically is not the kind of player they need um, because he's more of a sort of central midfielder really isn't mm. he but um, but I take the point in that that yeah there, there are players that these are the clubs particularly clubs on, on, on Walsall's doorstep that have good young players that, that aren't um, aren't getting play- I mean I think of uh, Ryan Giles for example went to Shrewsbury didn't he yeah. um, did well there went to Coventry um, obviously that was at a, a higher level at the time than League 2 but there are players that that Clubs will send to, to League Two, um, even from Premier League clubs. Um, so for me, that would be the direction to go in. Um, and perhaps Daryl needs to might need to, to take a bit of a leap of faith with one or two of them, particularly with the financial situation. He might not have might not have a, have too much choice. Um, and it, we could be sitting here in in March uh, or even February after the window and, and saying, "Wow, what a great signing that turned out to be." Um, or we could be sitting here in May and say, "Well, I didn't work out." Uh, yeah. And then and then and then and then we're back to square one in that oh, the young lads don't work. It does work, um, but there are there are times it doesn't work as well. So it, it is a bit it is a bit of a leap of faith, and unfortunately that's where many clubs are sort of situation. That's where they're at. Sure, and and look, you know, even if you sign two or three of them, and they don't need to relocate, and and you know they're, they're happy to play. You know, even if one of them sticks, then it, then it, it's been worth worth your while, yeah. hasn't it? So. Um, Right, shall we? Shall we take some uh, questions from the peeps to, to finish off the uh, Let's do it. the podcast, mate? Some good questions in today. Uh, first of all, Nick Etheridge, straight on. He says, "If funds were guaranteed to strengthen the squad, would you sell Josh Gordon, given his contract situation, the fact he's constantly being played out of position?" It's a good question, Nick. Yeah, um, for me, uh, the answer would be no. Uh, it comes back again to what we were saying about whether you've really got those ambitions to go for promotion this season. Um, if you've got those ambitions, uh, which which Warsaw say they do, then you can't sell one of your best players. Um, now, obviously, it, if it gets to the point where he really wants to go, if it's perhaps a, a very good offer in terms of money, it might it might happen 
uh, it might it might uh, sort of organically happen. Um, but if it's a case of Warsaw sort of putting him on the market because because they because of his contract situation or because of being paid like position or because of wanting to use that money elsewhere in the squad, for me it's a it's a blanket no straight away. You, regardless of the fact that he's not quite in form at the moment, um, I think Warsaw fans know how good he is. Uh, the club know how good he is. You can't afford to let a player of his quality go if you can help it um, in the window halfway through a season. Um, in terms of the, yeah, in terms of the contract, you very well might lose him on a free in the summer. Um, I imagine Warsaw are going to want to keep him, but it very well might happen. Uh, and that's the that that's the game that clubs and players play every season, don't they? It's it's, it's the game that goes between the two. And that no other club might might come in. He might sign a, an extension. You, you don't know. It's it's up in the air. In terms of being played out of position, that is true. In that he's playing uh, he's playing on the right, um, but it's it almost doesn't feel out of position now because he, he had done that for such a, a long period of time it's coming up to almost a year actually in sort of February March time where he, he first started playing there well at least in the 4-2-3-1 system um, and when he is on form he, he, he can be effective there so um, yeah for me it's a, it, it's a blanket no but I, I, like, I like where you're coming from Nick it's a good question uh, Jamie Simner says Oh, a random, random question. Don't know whether you know this, Liam. I've noticed the waiting coming out onto the pitch from the home serve lower tier. Are they using the old bar as a changing room or walking all the way around the stadium? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they, they've been coming out of there the whole time. It's to do with the COVID restrictions. I remember mm-hmm. back in the summer, um, Dan Mole did a video, um, I think, sort of talking through where um, the, the sort of stickers on the seats. And I think he, he pointed out where the... Uh, the away team are going to be in that. I, off the top of my head, I can't exactly remember, but yeah, then they're not using the, the normal changing rooms. They are using a separate, uh, a separate area, uh, all to do with COVID and keeping keep them separate and everything. So, um, so yeah, that, that's the reason behind that. We've kind of answered you with a question, Jamie, but uh, Neil Hemmingsley says, with Kinsella and Bates signing new contracts, who would you like to follow suit and sign a contract extension? And do you believe it's the end of the road for the likes of Sinclair, Guthrie and Clark? Yeah, um, players like Sinclair and Guthrie, obviously getting a bit older now. Um, I can, I can see that this potentially being their. They're, they're both out of contract in, in the summer. I can see this being being it for them. Uh, not, I mean, there's no guarantees, of course, but they they're getting on a bit. They're not quite getting as much game time. Um, I could potentially see one of them staying on in a, in a sort of similar role to Matt Sadler as well. Actually, um, if if there was. Sort of space in the in the backroom team to do that, um, but in terms of them being, in terms of James Clark being finished, I'd say no. Um, for me, I I don't go into it too much, but I think James Clark gets a bit of a bad, a bad rap sometimes, and mm. more than he deserves. I think when you when the club had that that run where they weren't doing particularly well, and he came back in from injury, um, he, he could see the difference he makes. He, he's a good defender at this level. Um, I, I do rate him. I think he gets a bit of unfair stick, really. Um, and he's only—I think he's only recently turned thirty. I think so. He's got a couple of years in him. Um, so I, I wouldn't—I wouldn't say that with him. Uh, in terms of what, which player, I mean, the, the, the majority of the squad is, is out of contract in the summer. Um, Kinsella and Bates. If I could touch on them two first, I think it's very good business. Excellent. Um, yeah, very very good business. Bates is. I, it would not shock me at all if there was other clubs interested, because he's uh, he, he's really come on this year. Um, he obviously had his breakout season last last year, 
and then went missing from sort of January onwards. Uh, this year, particularly last two months, he's been excellent. Um, and Kinsella for me uh, has probably been has probably been the Wolves' player of the season so far. Um, and I say this almost every week in my player ratings actually that he's an unsung hero. He does the he does the dirty things well. Um, he does the job no one else wants to do really, um, and he and he and he goes under the radar, um, and and he does it so effectively. He wins the ball back so often. He can drive forward with the ball. Um, I think, and particularly when they're when they're pressing high as well, he's excellent at that. He's full of energy. Um, for me, uh, he, he's the yeah, he's Waters player of the season. So to keep them both on board, get them both locked down on on contracts. Um, until twenty twenty three is very very good business. Um, and then in terms of who I, who else I would I would look to, I think it would have to be Josh Gordon again if you can get him tied down to a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent is there. Um, he's obviously because of an injury, which is understandable. He's a little bit off kilter at the moment, but he everyone knows how good he is. Um, he he would be the the one for me. I would say. Um, and then and then after that potentially uh, Elijah Adebayo, I'd say as well. Um, I think he's had a very solid season. Um. And I think uh, he can have a, an even better second half to the season if there's a one or two sort of players helping him out, um, loan signing potentially. So, yeah. At Ben15, Dal Clark said the club is looking to Premier League and Championship clubs to sign players on free slash loan deals. Is there any particular style of player you think we need ASAP? Yeah, I, yeah. So, sort of touched on that. So, yeah, they're already looking really at the, the Rory Holden uh style again aren't they they want someone very similar to him or, or they can at least fill in that role um so so that that would be the big one for me and then another <clears throat> another young striker to go in alongside gordon adebayo lavery uh, to replace scrimshaw would, would be ideal so um yeah. so yeah along those lines uh stuart scooby bot says uh do nice you think name. we talk about players coming in great name um do you think any players will leave in january um, and i'll kind of add Carlos Sapphire's tweet in as well, which kind of says, uh, is the squad too thin to cope with Tuesday to Saturday scenario and would offloading Danny Guthrie be as pro- as potentially one of the highest owners be free up some cash? Yeah. Um, in, well, in terms of whether players will leave or not, um, I can I, I, I can see Warsaw standing firm on, on a few. As I said, there's plenty out of contract as well. So if, if if a player wanted to leave or a club wanted a specific player, uh, they very well might just wait till the summer and, and, and save the money. So, um, so I can see I can see Walter standing firm uh, on that. But in terms of Guthrie, although I've said that I've been disappointed with his sort of showings recently, um, I think the experience, his his technical ability on the ball, um, I think it would be a mistake to let him go um, at this point halfway through a season. I think. You're going to need him throughout the season as it goes, uh, and then and then there's a question mark and a decision to be made in the summer, of course. But um, yeah, for me, he need. Uh, I think I think he's he's a good player that they, they've got in a in a in a squad that already is quite thin, um, as as that as that lad said. So whether it's too thin to to deal with Saturday, Tuesday, probably it's borderline um mm-hmm. they obviously they've got a few players like Sam Perry for example who's not played this season or out of the fringes that can come in if needed um but they've obviously lost holding now if they if they lost another one or two forward thinking players to injury then yeah it it would it would look it would look that way but that it, it 
it's it's because of the the finances they, they they're, they're not a club that can afford to have 25 23 uh like first team challenging players they have to have a a core of 13 14 15 and 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 add that a few young lads on top of it and that's just the way it is it's the way it is for many league two clubs as well it's um yeah it's a financial thing more than anything Ian Lone says, could Wes McDonald fill in the central attacking role in Holden's absence? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting, eh? Because he has played there this season at times. Um, and, and Vital also asking, you know, what, what's the way to, to resolve the issue of missing Holden's creativity? So, you know, is that one of the answers? In, in, in... It, it, it could be. It could be. Um, so, I'm, I'm forgetting which game it is now. It, it might be Mansfield away, possibly. I, Either way, there, there was a game where in the second half he he, he moved inside, um, and I think Osadibi came into the wing, and he, and uh, he, I think that's where the goal came from actually. They equalised, um, and so it's it's definitely possible. He, he, and he actually, I think it was another game the other week. But my memory, if it was uh, any good, I'd be able to tell you which games I'm on about. But there was <laughs> there was a game the other week where they moved to a five at the back. Um, and he moved into midfield, into, into central midfield, so attacking midfield again. So uh, he has done it on the on the occasion, um, and he's he he's got the sort of uh, the build, um, the sort of technical ability to play in there. So that would be that would be a, a possibility. The only issue with it on my part would be who then do you put out wide? Um, I think Osadibi hasn't really done it for me out wide um, he looks better when he's more central um, and then you've already got an issue on the right wing in that you don't they haven't really got a right winger because Gordon plays out there occasionally Holden did when Gordon was injured so they haven't really got an out and out right winger so if you then don't play your only really out and out left winger mm. you're sort of the, the, the imbalance is even is even greater there so um it's a possibility, definitely. He's got he's got the ability to do it, um, but for me, I think he's playing well at, uh, at the moment on the left, and I'll, I'll keep him there. I think I think Osadibi is the answer, unless they get anyone particularly good on, on in the window. I think Osadibi is the answer to replace Holden if they can get him really ticking, really clicking with the, with the squad. And at the moment, it's not quite there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for your questions this week, guys. Uh, I'm gonna uh, put 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 this on you, mate, because. Uh, um, it's 2021, so we're going to look, look forward to the next year. Um, where do you see Warsaw in 12 years' time? 12 years? 12 months' <laughs> 12 time? 12, 12 years', years time is a big time. question. Yeah, in the Premier is. League, Champions League football. <laughs> in 12 months' time, 20, 2022, uh, January, I mean, what, what would you envisage as your best guess of, of where Warsaw are? Oh, that's a real tough question. It is a toughie. That's a really tough question. I'll, I mean, for me, it, you know, if they do miss out on the playoffs this year, uh, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I think that, and hopefully, fingers crossed, some kind of fans back. Goodness knows when, but let's hope next season we get some fans back. You know, worst case scenario, hopefully. Um, Daryl Clark's got it. Got it, they've got to get at least get in the playoffs next season if they don't this season. Otherwise, I think he's in trouble. But you know, you you I know you've mentioned on, you know, on many occasions that that Lee Pomlet and and Daryl Clark are very tight, they're very close knit. But there comes a time with the squad that he's got and the, you know, that the, they need to after getting you know relegated from League One and there needs to be some kind of 
push. And I think Lee Pommel will want that, won't he? You know, he's taken over, he wants to see progression, and if they're not doing that and they're underperforming and underwhelming, then, then something needs to change, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he wants to, to go up, obviously. Um, I think uh, that there, there has to be some importance put on uh, continuity and, and building a team. Um, I do think managers up and down the country do get sacked too early mm-hmm. plenty of times. Um, however, they also there can't be the same errors creeping up every time as well. Um Daryl has another year after this season on his contract. Um, if they don't go up this season, I I would expect he'll still he'll, he'll still be with the club. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously, depending on on what happens, if they if they finish seventeenth, eighteenth, there might be a few question marks. But if they finish sort of just off the playoffs or get into the playoffs and don't go up, kind of thing, I I, I would expect him to be there. But then you, you, then he's in his last year of the, of sure. the contract. There'll be a third season in League Two. Um, I think that's probably crunch time then, isn't it? They, they, they're going to want to get playoffs um, minimum. So, so yeah, I think I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, I, I've said a few times already. I do think, I do think there is enough in this squad because they've shown it. Um, whether there's enough for consistency is the is the is the big question. Uh, and at the moment. Is it at the moment? It's a question I can't even answer myself, to be honest, because it really is hanging over them. Is can they stay consistent enough to not lose the chasing pack and to and to and to stay in there um, as as playoff contenders? They're not out of it yet, by any means. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they go on another five game winning run, four game winning run, whatever. So um, when that does happen again, if it happens again, they need to to make it stick more consistently um, after that. Obviously, they're going to lose games again between now and the end of and the end of the season. But they uh, they have to win more than they lose. It sounds simple, doesn't it? <laughs> but um, but I do I don't I think it's there. I think that I think that there, there is enough there. You've seen Adebayo be on form, be brilliant. Um, Wes is, is electric at times. Um, so yeah, I think they uh, actually. If I can answer another question quickly, he is mm. Wes is another player who's out of contract who I would. Try and get signed up this month as well, if possible. But um, so yeah, uh, it needs to. There needs to. There needs to be the consistency. That's going to be their, the making of them or their downfall. Like that's that's where it's going to fall, fall into. And finally, last question from uh, Nathan Judah, uh, because his uh, laptop is overheating, so we we'll need to leave this podcast pretty soon. Um, is uh, who is your star Liam of twenty twenty one? Who's your Warsaw star of twenty twenty one? Who's going to be the, the Who's going to be the guy? You know, the second half of this season, the first half of next. Who's going to be our? Oh, what a, What a great year this lad's had. That's a great question. I, I know. Am going I to... know. That's, that's why. That's why I said the best <laughs> to last. Um. Do, 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 do. I need to make it quick because mm. your laptop's about mm. to explode. Um, Tough one. I'm going to say a large out of bio. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Kicks on yeah. again, yeah. Yeah, I think he kicks on again. I think he. I think he continues to improve. I think he. Stays at the club, uh, and yeah, uh, for me, he, I think, I think, yeah, I think he's got more. I think he's got more to improve on, and I think he, I think he, I think he's capable of doing it. Yeah, he'd be the one for me. Good stuff, Alfie Bates for me. I think he's, uh, I think he's got a little bit, a little bit special, is the lad. Um, thinking yeah, he's a good shout. To be fair, I might change my answer now. Uh, uh, no, 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 no copying we'll, we'll in this both. game, eh? No copying we'll, in this game. We'll take both of them. I, I, I agree with both. Good stuff. Uh, Liam, thank you very much, mate. Uh, we'll hear from you uh, next Sadler's 
Warsaw Poddy, uh, I guess after the Oldham game, seeing as it's uh, it's on the 16th or whatever ridiculous uh, date in January. So yeah, probably the, um, the, the the midweek after after that game. So it's been it's been nice, mate. It's been nice to speak to you. Hopefully we'll see. I'm trying to see where I am with with Wolves, but um, I think I might even be at that game, mate. The the, the Oldham game. I've missed the Banksies. I missed the Bovril and oh, uh, you're gonna, and you're the microwave. Oh, wonderful! I'm looking nice forward to looking forward to having you back. Yeah, well, mate, we've got to do something after this three-game losing streak. I'm just saying that, mate. I don't know where you're going to be in January 2021. You'll be you'll be off gallivanting with that Wolves lot, mate. It'll be it'll be, no, it'll be no, me no, and Massey no, no, back no. Uh, back with uh, back that. with the proper football. No, Massey who? Massey who? 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 He's too busy in a relegation scrap. Leave him be. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for listening, uh, and uh, happy New Year to everyone again. And uh, hopefully, a really good 2021 from a Sadler's point of view. From me, from Liam. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. Happy New Year. Goodbye.